at the conclusion of the time, there was a seven-day period of purification which Paul was going to go into with these four men because he hadn't been participating up to this point. He's starting in right now. But because he was joining with them, he could sort of hitchhike on their time that they had already been under the vow. He's just going to do the latter part of it. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 6 that at the conclusion of the Nazarite vow, the person under the vow would present himself at the door of the tabernacle with an offering. And if you go back and read chapter 21 of the book of Acts, the elders asked Paul to pay the cost of these sacrifices for these other four men because they couldn't afford it. You don't, you want to know why? Because look at what they had to bring. A male lamb, a, 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 a one you lamb, I hope I said that right, and a ram and a basket of unleavened bread and drink offerings. All of this, there was a ritual that they went through making these offerings in the temple. This was the culmination. This was the conclusion. And then they would cut their hair. They would shave their head. They would, they would take the hair and it would be part of the offering, I think, with the ram. Now... Do you see the problem? We have the apostle who received the revelation of the new covenant in such an unprecedented way and preached saved by faith through grace plus nothing. And he is now participating in a religious ritual and offering sacrifices, which we know, those of us who studied the Bible, that the new covenant makes one sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, and no more need for sacrifices. This man taught us that. What is he doing? It is theorized that he did it to restore unity to the church and set a good example for Jewish believers. That is from the text we read, and that's all that we have. There is no other evidence, no other exposition that I know of and so that's all I got, folks. You're going to have to wrestle with this just like I am wrestling with it. I do not fully understand by any shape or measure why Paul did this. Now, what is this Nazarite vow? What is the New Testament fulfillment of it? It is a type of what I believe is the New Testament teaching and doctrine of sanctification. The New Testament teaching on sanctification basically is this. We are set apart from sin and from the world... And we are set apart unto the service of God. Set apart from sin, from the world, and set apart unto the service of God. Let me tell you about sanctification. Because some of you look like you need it. <laughs> Do I hear an amen? Or an oh me? Or I'm guilty? Okay. Sanctification is both instantaneous and progressive. First, it is instantaneous. Sanctified means to be made whole. From the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 6.11, You were washed, you were sanctified. Past tense. When did it happen? It happened on Calvary. The shed blood of Christ is the only thing that can take away your sin. Somebody say amen. amen. It's the only thing. You can be as religious as you want to be, but unless you put your faith in that one atoning, sacrificial act of Jesus on the cross... You cannot be saved. You cannot see heaven. You can be so holy and religious that you are just stinky to the rest of us. But without that one atoning sacrificial act of Jesus on the cross, you're not going to make it because it's not of your works. 